You're listening to the St John's Diamond Creek Podcast. This episode presented by Senior Minister Tim Johnson. Today's reading is from Deuteronomy, chapter 18, verses 14 to 22. You will take over the nations that are in the land the Lord is giving you. They listen to those who practice all kinds of evil magic. But you belong to the Lord your God. He says you must not do these things. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me. He will be one of your own people. You must listen to him. At Mount Horeb, you asked the Lord your God for a prophet. You asked him on the day you gathered together. You said, we don't want to hear the voice of the Lord our God. We don't want to see this great fire anymore. If we do, we'll die. The Lord said to me, what they are saying is good. I will raise up for them a prophet like you. He will be one of their own people. I will put my words in his mouth. He will tell them everything I command him to say. The prophet will speak in my name, but someone might not listen to what I to what I say through the prophet. I will hold that person responsible for not listening. But suppose a prophet dares to speak in my name something I have not commanded, or he speaks in the name of other gods, then that prophet must be put to death. You will say to yourselves, How can we know when a message hasn't been spoken by the Lord? Sometimes a prophet will announce something in the name of the Lord and it won't take place or come true. Then then that's a message the Lord hasn't told him to speak. The prophet has dared to speak on his own authority. So don't be afraid of what he says. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. How can we know what God is like? If we're seeking to know and to understand God, to know God's plans and will for the world and for our lives, how do you go about finding that out? More than that, if you don't just want to know about God, but know God, that is, have a relationship with God, how do you go about doing that? Uh, These are big questions and different religions will give you different answers. Is knowledge of God found in holy books? Is knowledge of God found by looking at nature and the world around us? Is knowledge of God found through introspection, looking inside yourself? Well, while there's some truth in all of those answers, the Christian answer to the question is that we can only know God because God reveals himself to us. God is so much bigger than us and other than us that we could have no possible way of knowing the truth about him and no possible way to know him relationally unless he chose to reveal himself to us. Today I want us to think about the way that God reveals himself to us through prophets, but ultimately God reveals himself to us through his son Jesus. Uh, Today we're celebrating the first Sunday in Advent, which is the four Sundays leading up to Christmas. Advent's a season of waiting. We imagine ourselves into the situation of those living before the coming of Jesus, 
the people of the Old Testament who were waiting for Jesus to come. And so this teaching series is called Waiting For. And over the next three weeks, I want us to think about who they were waiting for. Waiting for a prophet, waiting for a priest, waiting for a king. See, in the Old Testament, there were three so-called officers in the nation of Israel. There were prophets, priests, and kings. And people who served in any of those three offices were anointed with oil to mark them out for their role. All three of those offices are described in the book of Deuteronomy in chapters 17 and 18, from which our Bible reading came today. Deuteronomy was a bit like the constitution of Israel. Deuteronomy literally means second law because it's a sermon preached by Moses who gives the law to the people again as they're preparing to go into the promised land of Israel. And it describes how they will live under God in the land. And part of God's provision for his people is to give them these three offices of prophet, priest, and king. People filled these roles over the course of Israel's history, and some people did better jobs in the roles than other people. But all three roles had a sense of anticipation that someone better would be coming who would ultimately fulfill this role fully and perfectly. Today, we'll look at the role of prophet and the promise of a great prophet who was to come, as described in Deuteronomy 18, 14 to 22. So I'd love you to have a look at it with me. I said earlier that different religions have different ways of trying to discern God's will. And that was no less true in ancient Israel. Have a look at verse 14. The nations you will dispossess, listen to those who practice sorcery or divination. But as for you, the Lord your God has not permitted you to do so. The word listen is key in this passage. Who do you listen to? The nations living in the land Listen to people who interpreted signs or omens or attempted to consult spirits of those who had died. Now, there's still some of that in our society today, uh, reading the stars to try and find out the future, uh, consulting mediums or using various new age practices. I've seen people asking for recommendations on mediums on our local Facebook pages. But God was clear that his people should, list, should not listen to these people or try to discern his will this way. He wanted them to listen to someone else. Verse 15. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among you, from your fellow Israelites. You must listen to him. Remember that This is Moses speaking to the people of Israel. Moses, who had led the people of Israel out of slavery in Egypt through the desert to the promised land. Moses was known as a great prophet who spoke the truth about God to the people and who also performed great signs or miracles 
displaying God's power through him. As Moses speaks here to the people, he's, he's very old and near to death. And so he gives the promise that God will raise up someone else, a prophet like me, he says. How will this prophet be like Moses? Well, he'll be a fellow Israelite. He'll come from within God's people. And he'll be like Moses in that he'll be a a mediator, a go-between, a middleman or middlewoman between God and his people. In verses 16 to 18, Moses recounts here what happened at Horeb, which is another name for Mount Sinai, the place where God met with his people and gave them the Ten Commandments. The people were seriously freaked out by being in the presence of God. They were afraid because of God's awesome power and majesty. They were afraid to approach God because of his perfect purity, which might consume them. As it says here, let us not hear the voice of the Lord our God, nor see this great fire anymore or we will die. And so they said to Moses, you meet with God and listen to him for us. And then you come and tell us what God has to say. And so you see there how the prophet is someone who's a mediator, a go-between, a a middleman or woman. And that's spelled out really clearly in verses 18 to 19. God says, I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their fellow Israelites, and I will put my words in his mouth. He will tell them everything I command them. I myself will call to account anyone who does not listen to my words that the prophet speaks in my name. So here's how God works through his prophet and why it is essential that the people listen. God puts the words in the prophet's mouth. He tells them what to say. The prophet then tells the people he must accurately and faithfully pass the message on. And the people must listen. They are to be obedient to what is said because it comes from God. Now, listening is more than just hearing the words, but it's also about doing them. The remaining verses contain some warnings about getting this process wrong. Uh, Prophets shouldn't presume to speak words from God that aren't from him. You know, don't say that God told you something if he didn't. But on the flip side, if the people don't listen when a prophet is truly speaking from God, then they'll be held accountable for not obeying. So this is how the office of prophet worked in the Old Testament. The prophet was a a mediator between God and his people. God spoke to the prophet, the prophet spoke to the people, and the people needed to listen to the prophet as if it were God himself speaking. This is how they knew what God was like and what he was telling them to do. The prophet revealed God to his people. Now, I said before that Moses was seen as the archetypical prophet. He gave Israel the Ten Commandments. He wrote the the books of the law, the first five books of the Bible. 
And what's more, his words were backed by powerful signs and miracles which authenticated the words that were being spoken. But Moses was human and had a limited lifespan. He was nearing death as he spoke these words. But Deuteronomy 18.15 was itself a prophecy and a promise from God. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among you. You must listen to him. There was an expectation in these words that a prophet would be raised up, a prophet like Moses. And God did raise up many prophets, people like Deborah, Samuel, Isaiah, Ezekiel, Malachi. Many of the books in the Old Testament are books of prophecy, which contain the words that these prophets spoke from God to the people. But even though God raised up many prophets like this, they were still waiting. They were waiting for another prophet as great as Moses, a prophet who spoke truth from God and who backed it with mighty deeds, a prophet who would reveal God to them so that they would know what he was like. More than that, a prophet who would enable them to know God personally and relationally. And this expectation sits there in the Old Testament and it builds and it builds and the coming and going of other prophets doesn't quench this anticipation and waiting. And you see this sense of waiting still happening when you come to the New Testament and the Gospel of John. Jesus' cousin, John the Baptist, spoke words from God and called people back to relationship with him. And people started wondering if he was the guy. This is John 1, 21. They asked John the Baptist, then who are you? Are you Elijah? He said, I'm not. Are you the prophet? He answered, no. Maybe John is this prophet like Moses who we've been waiting for. Maybe the wait is over. But John says, it's not me. And then along comes Jesus with his powerful words and actions and people again think, maybe, just maybe this time. Uh, John 6, 14. After the people saw the sign Jesus performed, they began to say, surely this is the prophet who is to come into the world. Uh, John 7, 40. On hearing his words, some of the people said, surely this man is the prophet. Can you hear that expectation and that longing? He's performing signs. He's speaking powerful words. Surely this is the promised prophet. Surely this is the one who will reveal God to us and show us how we can have true knowledge about God. God speaks through his prophets and reveals himself to his people. Is Jesus the fulfilment of this promise? Is Jesus the prophet that was to come? Is Jesus a prophet? Is Jesus the prophet? Well, the answer is yes, but. In Acts 3, 22, when Peter, the leader of Jesus' followers, is addressing the crowd, he quotes Deuteronomy 18, 15, and he says that it is fulfilled in Jesus. So there's a very real sense that Jesus is a prophet like Moses. He is the one who reveals the truth about God to us. But the Bible is also clear that Jesus is more than a prophet. Muslims regard Jesus as a prophet. He's honoured and respected as such alongside other prophets, 
sent from God, although he's not as important as the prophet Muhammad. Non-religious people are also happy to treat Jesus as a prophet in the sense that he's regarded as a wise teacher and one who from his insights reveals truths about us, the world, and maybe even God. But Jesus is so much more than this and, and more even than even the greatest of the prophets. In Hebrews 1, verses 1 to 3, we read, In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things and through whom also he made the universe. The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. The writer of Hebrews here contrasts Jesus with the prophets. In the past, God spoke through prophets, but now he's spoken through his son. His son who is responsible for the whole of creation. His son who is the radiance of God's glory. His son who is the exact representation of God. Prophets reveal God to people. They speak about God as he puts words in their mouth. But Jesus is so much more than that. He is God the son. He reveals God in his very self. He is the true mediator, the perfect go-between, the ultimate middleman. Jesus, who is fully God, has taken on our full humanity in order to reveal God to us. If you want to know what God is like, look at Jesus. If you want to know what God thinks about people, about you, look at Jesus. If you want to know what God's attitude to his world is and the plans that he has, look at Jesus. If you want to know how God would have you live your life, look at Jesus. In the past, God revealed himself through the prophets, but now he reveals himself through his son. Look at Jesus. This is what we're preparing to celebrate at Christmas as we journey through this period of Advent, this period of waiting, that in Jesus and at Christmas, the wait is over. We'll celebrate in the words of John 1.14. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. We will celebrate that in Jesus, we have God revealed to us. That in Jesus, we can know not just what God is like, but in Jesus, we can know God personally, relationally, permanently. And that calls us to respond. Remember the words from Deuteronomy about the prophet? You must listen to him. And these are the words that God speaks about Jesus in Matthew 17, 5. These words take place as Jesus goes up a mountain 
and he's transfigured before his disciples so that they can see his true glory. And beside him appears Moses and Elijah, the two great Old Testament prophets. God says in Matthew 17, 5, This is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. Listen to him. It's an echo of Deuteronomy 18 as Jesus stands with Moses and Elijah the prophets. Listen to him. If you want to know God, listen to him. If you want to grow in God, listen to him. If you are watching today and you are a seeker after truth, you want to know about God and maybe even know God, but you're not sure how to go about it, we want to say that you should listen to Jesus. Start with looking at the life and teaching of Jesus in one of the Gospels. Jesus is the one who shows us what God is like and is the way to know God personally. Listen to him. If you already know Jesus, keep listening to him. It's easy to get distracted by all the noise around us. There's so many voices to listen to, all trying to give us wise advice. And it's good to seek wisdom in the world around us, in books, in science. All truth comes from God and he's its ultimate source. But the primary way that God reveals himself to us, his will and purposes for the world and for us, how he wants us to act, to speak, to think, is through his son Jesus, the one greater than even the greatest of the prophets. We need to listen to him. Today marks the start of Advent, and here's a challenge for you as we start it. Listen to Jesus by reading through Luke's gospel in Advent. Do you know there are 24 chapters in Luke, and there are 24 days in the lead up to Christmas in December. That's a great way to prepare for Christmas by listening to Jesus. Look at the way he lives, treats people, listen to him. Hear his words afresh, listen to him. The wait is over and God has revealed himself most fully in the person of Jesus. Listen to him. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to subscribe to this podcast, you can do so in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Just search for St. John's Diamond Creek.